0: Publishers Forward and Preface of Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephen Escalera. Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners by John Bunyan. Publishers Forward and Preface. Publishers Forward John Bunyan was born at Elstow, near Bedford, England, sometime in the fall of 1628, the first of three children born to Thomas and Margaret Bunyan. The parish Register indicates that he was baptized on November thirtieth, sixteen 1628. In Grace Abounding, Bunyan describes his descent as, of a low and inconsiderable generation he had particular disdain for his father's house, to him it was, of a rank that is meanest and most despised of all the families in the land. Sir Walter Scott thought John Bunyan was of gypsy descent, because his father was a travelling tinker, a mender of pots and pans. But historians view the occupation as somewhat like that of village blacksmith. The Bunyans were not homeless, they were landowners, but of peasant stock bunyan's schooling was of brief duration and it wasn't long before he was assisting his father and learning the trade himself on his sixteenth birthday bunyan joined cromwell's new model army introducing him to the puritan movement after this military stint he settled down as a tinker brazier and married at the age of twenty in sixteen fifty three bunyan joined the puritan free church in bedford and in sixteen fifty seven he took on his first assignment as a field preacher at this time there were scores of men most with little education who were preaching to nonconformist audiences throughout england with the restoration of charles the second to the throne these preachers were suspect and subject to arrest refusing to refrain from preaching bunyan was arrested in sixteen sixty and imprisoned for more than eleven years grace abounding to the chief of sinners written during this imprisonment is the spiritual autobiography of bunyan the travelling tinker who became the eminent preacher and author it is in the genre of augustine's confessions and thomas akempis's imitation of christ it is not a detailed account of bunyan's early life for it tells us very little of his youth education military experiences and marriages written in sixteen sixty six grace abounding chronicles bunyan's spiritual journey from a profane life filled with cursing blasphemy and sabbath desecration to a new creation in christ jesus Some commentators on Bunyan's life and work are of the opinion that Bunyan wrote too disparagingly of his early life. George Offer, editor of a three-volume compilation of Bunyan's works, observes, A great difference of opinion has been expressed by learned men as to whether Bunyan's account of himself is to be understood literally as it respects his bad conduct before his conversion, or whether he views himself through a glass by which his evil habits are magnified. No one can doubt his perfect honesty. He plainly narrates his bad, as well as his redeeming qualities, nor does his narrative appear to be exaggerated. Grace Abounding is an autobiography that begins with guilt and despair, and ends with a heart full of comfort, a thankful heart for Grace Abounding. Those who have read both Grace Abounding and The Pilgrim's Progress will realize that The Pilgrim's Progress, in substantial measure, is the same life as that described in Grace Abounding, but in allegory rather than straightforward narrative george offer makes this point when he quotes a dr cheever as you read the grace abounding you are ready to say at every step here is the future author of the pilgrim's progress it is as if you stood beside some great sculpture and watched every movement of the chisel having seen his design so that at every blow some new trait of beauty in the future comes clearly into view ernest w bacon in a recent biography based on the latest historical research makes the same point the experiences he records in grace abounding are seen in the characters of the pilgrim's progress and there is little doubt that he could not have written the great allegory had he not experienced god's saving mercy recounted in the autobiography it has an undying vitality and perpetual youth about it is a record of puritan experience unsurpassed and a spiritual stimulus of great value the importance of grace abounding is summed up by hugh martin grace abounding is among the greatest stories of god's dealings with the human soul to be put on the shelf beside such treasures as augustine's confessions law's serious call baxter's autobiography and wesley's account of his own spiritual travail a preface or brief account of the publishing of this work written by the author thereof and dedicated to those whom god hath counted him worthy to beget to faith by his ministry in the word children grace be with you amen i being taken from you in presence and so tied up that i cannot perform that duty that from god doth lie upon me to youward, for your further edifying and building up in faith and holiness etc yet that you may see my soul hath fatherly care and desire after your spiritual and everlasting welfare i now once again as before from the top of chenere and hermon so now from the lions dens from the mountains of the leopards song of solomon four eight do look yet after you all greatly longing to see your safe arrival into the desired haven i thank god upon every remembrance of you and rejoice even while i stick between the teeth of the lions in the wilderness at the grace and mercy and knowledge of christ our saviour which god hath bestowed upon you with abundance of faith and love your hungerings and thirstings also after further acquaintance with the father in his son your tenderness of heart your trembling at sin YOUR SOBER AND HOLY DEPORTMENT ALSO, BEFORE BOTH GOD AND MEN, IS GREAT REFRESHMENT TO ME. FOR YE ARE MY GLORY AND JOY. First THESSALONIANS 2.20 I HAVE SENT YOU HERE enclosed A DROP OF THAT HONEY THAT I HAVE TAKEN OUT OF THE CARCASS OF A LION. JUDGES 14.5-9 I HAVE EATEN THEREOF MYSELF ALSO, AND AM MUCH REFRESHED THEREBY. Temptations, when we meet them at first, are as the lion that roared upon Samson. But if we overcome them, the next time we see them we shall find a nest of honey within them. The Philistines understand me not. It is something of a relation of the work of God upon my own soul, even from the very first till now, wherein you may perceive my castings down and raisings up, for he woundeth and his hands make whole. It is written in the Scripture, Isaiah thirty-eight nineteen. The father to the children shall make known the truth of God. Yea, it was for this reason I lay so long at Sinai. Deuteronomy 4:10 and 11. To see the fire and the cloud and the darkness, that I might fear the Lord all the days of my life upon earth, and tell of his wondrous works to my children. Psalm 78, 3-5. Moses, Numbers 33, 1 and 2, writ of the journeyings of the children of Israel from Egypt to the land of Canaan, and commanded also that they did remember their forty years' travel in the wilderness. Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee, and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Deuteronomy 8.10 Wherefore this I have endeavored to do, and not only so, but to publish it also that if god will others may be put in remembrance of what he hath done for their souls by reading his work upon me it is profitable for christians to be often calling to mind the very beginnings of grace with their souls it is a night to be much observed unto the lord for bringing them out from the land of egypt this is that night of the lord to be observed of all the children of israel in their generations exodus twelve forty two o my god saith david psalm forty two six my soul is cast down within me therefore will i remember thee from the land of jordan and of the hermonites from the hill Mazar. he remembered also the lion and the bear when he went to fight with the giant of gath first samuel seventeen thirty six and thirty seven it was paul's accustomed manner acts twenty two and that when tried for his life acts twenty four ever to open before his judges the manner of his conversion, he would think of that day and that hour, in the which he first did meet with grace, for he found its support unto him. When God had brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea, far into the wilderness, yet they must turn quite about thither again to remember the drowning of their enemies there. Numbers 14.25 For though they sang his praise before, yet they soon forget his works. Psalm 106.11-13 in this discourse of mine you may see much much i say of the grace of god towards me i thank god i can count it much for it was above my sins and satan's temptations too i can remember my fears and doubts and sad months with comfort they are as the head of goliath in my hand there was nothing to david like goliath's sword even that sword that should have been sheathed in his bowels for the very sight and remembrance of that did preach forth god's deliverance to him O oh, the remembrance of my great sins, of my great temptations, of my great fears of perishing forever! They bring afresh into my mind the remembrance of my great help, my great support from heaven, and the great grace that God extended to such a wretch as I. My dear children, call to mind the former days and the years of ancient times. Remember also your songs in the night, and commune with your own heart, Psalm 77, 5-12. through yea look diligently and leave no corner therein unsearched for there is treasure hid even the treasure of your first and second experience of the grace of god toward you remember i say the word that first laid hold upon you remember your terrors of conscience and fear of death and hell remember also your tears and prayers to god yea how you sighed under every hedge for mercy have you never a hill mazar to remember have you forgot the close the milk-house the stable, the barn, and the like, where God did visit your soul? Remember also the word, the word, I say, upon which the Lord hath caused you to hope. If you have sinned against light, if you are tempted to blaspheme, if you are down in despair, if you think God fights against you, or if heaven is hid from your eyes, remember it was thus with your father, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. I could have enlarged much in this my discourse, of my temptations and troubles for sin, as also of the merciful kindness and working of God with my soul. I could also have stepped into a style much higher than this in which I have here discoursed, and could have adorned all things more than here I have seemed to do, but I dare not. God did not play in convincing of me, the devil did not play in tempting of me, neither did I play when I sunk as into a bottomless pit, when the pangs of hell caught hold upon me, wherefore I may not play in my relating of them, but be plain and simple and lay down the thing as it was. He that liketh it, let him receive it, and he that does not, let him produce a better. Farewell. My dear children, the milk and honey is beyond this wilderness. God be merciful to you, and grant that you be not slothful to go in to possess the land. End of Publishers Forward and Preface